0: Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers.
1: It's that time once again for Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Hello, everybody. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker de France is here.
2: Well, we don't need no stinking lawyers.
1: <laughs> and over on Los Angeles, uh, on the Los Angeles side, it is our good friend Todd Roberts. Afternoon, sir.
3: Sir, gentlemen, we've got too many stinking lawyers. We're sending some your way. No, no, no. no, no. no, no. we have,
2: we They can't cross the Colorado. There's no, <laughs> no way. they got—they got to go through the the desert or something, but they can't come well, here. Well, the, there is the a method to my madness,
3: madness bunker. We'll have them cross the Colorado, and they'll drown in it. There you go. You know, that's a so that's good. just one idea.
2: Don't say that, because they think they can walk on water. <laughs>
3: Let them think it all they want. It's okay.
2: We'll give them lead shoes and tell them that they float.
3: There you go. That's right. Yeah, uh, That's kind of like me with my five-year-old birthday. Right.
1: Uh, t- today's program is actually, I don't know, <laughs> it's about nuggets. A bunch of hooey. It's a bunch of hooey. Uh, nuggets. Uh, nuggets about because. Nugget hooey's. Because, just because. Because we can. Because we can. not exactly. And
2: because. You know, this is the holiday season and it's a good time to just good cheer, good fun, good fellowship, good gosh.
1: And you've got some good stuff there. Yes, to, uh, I do. I've for, got
2: for, some for housekeeping, housekeeping here. Coming up here in Tucson and you folks out of state, if you if you start right now you can get here in time. December. the stage is late. Coming up on December eighteenth. There's a Western Family Christmas at the Mescal Movie Set. Mm-hmm. Now, the Mescal Movie Set is very famous for shooting hundreds and hundreds of Westerns. Including, well, not that many. including Marty Walsh. Marty Walsh, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, that's for you, Todd. Uh, they're going to have hay rides, music, food, food, fun, much more. Special appearance by Santa Claus. And I, there's rumor that maybe a Playboy girl will come there and she'll be a <laughs> Scanty Claus. That's not true. so Don't believe me. Uh, there's a ten-dollar donation per vehicle is requested, but that's to help renovate the movie set because the folks down there they're working real hard to bring it back. They just finished, in fact, having a little low-budget independent picture shooting there, and they're, they're in negotiations to get another. For information, if you want further information, www.mescalmovieset.com or Dial on your phone, uh, 520-255-6662. And if you got a crank phone, crank it and talk, talk to Yolanda and tell her who you want to talk to. Or oh, no, Well, Maybell's not working. Maybell's no longer there, huh? No, no she, she, ran, she ran off with the milkman. <laughs> I knew that was going to
3: happen. Well, you know, if there's shock at milk involved, uh, Nola would probably beat her to the car.
1: <laughs> well, you know it's always you possible,
2: are. you know. All right, little cocoa powder in there. Shake them up real good. Now,
1: know, y'all had uh, Christmas, uh, uh, cowboy Christmas down at the ranch today.
2: Yes, we did. We had we had a cowboy Santa down there with the Mrs. Claus helping them. Mm-hmm. And we had they were doing they were taking some people out on trail rides. They had they had some uh, uh, what do you call them now? I guess. Uh, Rain goats, they had little goats with reindeer horns on them. Okay. And the herd of them went flocking across the thing with the people. Uh, there was a gal out there who was do had a horse in the round pen. You should have gotten some antelope and uh,
1: hooked them up. Oh, yeah. they would have They would have been a wonderful... Uh... Get a herd of jackalopes and
2: hook them up to a 6 up There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Doug Hawkins, our good friend Doug Hawkins, was down there uh, selling books, telling stories. Telling stories out of school. Mm-hmm. We were talking about movies and everything else. And just had a good old time. Uh, our good friend Sally Racker was down there. And mm-hmm. she brought two boxes, about hat box size. One for Harry and one for me. Full of cookies and fudge. Oh, Yum. man. that fudge. Don't look in that box, Harry. You'll, okay. you'll, you'll, I'll devour you'll it right gone. away. You'll be gone for the rest of the show. Yeah. be crawling on the roof from the sugar. And, and the missus will not... Appreciate that, I'm sure. Yeah. And, it, and the card says Harry and Sue. Well, then I, I better take it home. You better take it home. <laughs> I'm a rat on you. And what else was going down there? Oh, uh, uh, Matt from, uh, Mark, excuse me, from Mescal was there, and we talked a little bit about what was going on out there. Mm-hmm. And they've got some other stuff coming up there, so keep, keep checking their site, see what's going on. And uh, looks, looks promising. And like I said, we have a ton of vendors and yeah. stuff there. Life is returning as we used to know it. Yeah. Well, you know that's, that's a, nice, a good thing. That's a nice thing about ranching and farming, is that this COVID crap really didn't impact it that much because you know you're talking about life in isolation. Really, yeah, you know, yeah. you're out in the country, you got fresh air, you're working. You know, you don't have all these yahoos telling you what to do and how to do it. Right. No mask unless you're holding up the stage. Right. And even then. Don't wear it backwards. Don't wear it
1: backwards. (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell you about this funny clip that uh, John Mars sent to us. John Mars is an actor, uh, armorer, uh, former, uh, he's a veteran. uh, I think he was a police officer at one time, too. He's going to be on our show uh, next month. And he was in uh, the Running Wild film's Movie, uh, counting bullets, and um, great job, he did a wonderful job in that. Anyway, uh, John sent this uh short uh teaser video to me, and it, it is hilarious. Filmed at Gammon's Gulch down near Benson, he's general manager, daughter. And it is the story of a bank robbery by inept bank robbers. And uh, one of the, uh, the one bank robber he had to come with the group because mom said. Can't leave little little brother or big brother, whichever he was, at home. And brother was just a bit slow, shall we say. (laughs) Um, How slow? uh, Very slow. And so they walk into the bank with their masks on, and um, uh, brother does not have his mask on correctly. He's got it on backward. And so one of the women in the well, bank. Well,
2: someone might come up behind him. I
1: know some of the, one of the women in the bank is laughing, and she comes up. Let me fix that for you, darling.
2: <laughs> 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 and
1: it, and it, moving it around. It was just a hilarious clip. About fifteen minutes. It's on YouTube, yeah. and uh, it 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 was wonderful.
2: Yeah. So well. What else have we got going on here? Well,
1: you know, I thought um, I always love to talk about Western movies, as you know. Uh-huh. And the good, bad, or indifferent uh, movies. And I saw that one. Yeah. A
2: good, bad, and the indifferent. That, that was. It
1: was a s- scurgilevone, wasn't it, it? It was. It was pretty good. We watched a, a movie the other night. Uh, it's a, a new, newish. In fact, it was released in 2021. That's new. Pretty new. Yeah. It's called Old Henry. And um, there's an interesting very interesting movie um the I, I must confess the only uh actor i recognized in this uh was Stephen dorf um but there were plenty of other let's uh, see tim blake nelson uh plays I old henry uh, scott hayes plays curry gavin lewis is wyatt the son of uh, old henry Trace Adkins is in this. Oh, he does a lot of stuff. He, yeah, he does, and he did really well uh, in this as well. Um, basically, this is a story about this guy, Old Henry. He's a farmer.
2: Oh, Henry! And, I like his candy. Yeah, candy bars, pretty. And
1: cool. uh, the movie was shot in Tennessee. Now, whether this is where this is supposed to take place is another story, but you know they don't really mention anything in the hey, plot.
2: There was a time when Tennessee was the
1: far west. Well, indeed. Um, but uh, so old Henry is is there and, and it opens up this guy is running away from these three guys wearing badges and uh, He gets shot and falls off his horse and they lose track of him and such and uh, the uh, that
2: happens a lot when you get shot yep,
1: the the guy who got shot manages to uh, he gets found by old Henry and Actually, the his horse comes wandering into the farm there and so he and the boy go out looking for the guy they find him and bring him back to the uh, to the cabin and uh, old henry's nursing him up and stuff and uh meantime these three guys wearing the badges come by and uh, they're wanting to find out about this guy had as old henry seen what's
2: him what's the story about these three guys well
1: these three guys claim they're sheriffs but mm. they're not really sheriffs mm. what they did was they uh, assaulted the sheriffs and his deputies and they stole their badges. And so and the sheriff managed to get the money from these guys and take off before anything else happened. And that's when he got shot. Ah. And so the, the three guys. The sock the, flickins, Yes, the, the fake sheriffs are uh, uh, wandering over to old Henry's place there. And they, uh, they say, and, and who are you? And he says, my name's Henry. Henry what? Henry McCarty. Henry McCarty. 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 Awesome. Henry McCarty. Where you come from? Oh, every place but here. <laughs> New
2: Mexico. Man. That's
1: what he said is every place but here. And uh, he says, been in New Mexico. And so, you know, you file that little piece of information in the back of your mind. And the movie goes on and on and on. And uh, basically, old Henry is trying to save this guy. Uh, uh, and it comes out that he, in fact, was the sheriff and that he was trying to take that money from them and, and, you know, so forth and so forth. Well, the the bad guys come back and they start uh, uh, hammering down on old Henry's place. Mm. Big mistake. Uh, Big mistake. And uh, old Henry goes back into his uh, bedroom, goes back into a closet, pulls back some boards, pulls out his gun. Well-oiled. Well-oiled gun. Pulls out a bunch of other stuff. And his son happens to see some of these things that he's pulling out, and he pulls out the stuff, and there's all these wand, old wanted posters. Says, really? really? Wanted posters. What's this all about? Dad says, don't worry about it, son. I'll just leave it there, because I don't want to give away the ending. Yeah. But I think it's, it's really, well, look, really well, good. Well, tell
2: us about the gun, though. Standing there with the gun caught.
1: Oh, yeah, he's, uh, old Henry That's is standing out on the, uh, on the porch talking to these uh, sheriff's guys, uh, alleged sheriff's guys, and uh, they're questioning him, and he's just standing there and uh, turns around and walks walks back into his house, and they turn around, sheriffs turn around and head off. And one of them says, I don't know about that old Henry guy, and uh, the main sheriff says, Stephen Dorf says, I don't think he wa- is a farmer. Not by the way he holds that firearm, <laughs> but I'll tell you, it, you can find this on Amazon. It's free uh, if you subscribe to Amazon, and uh, really, really good Western. Um, uh, old Henry, Billy McCarty. Well,
2: here's a nugget for you. I mean, this is a oh, teeny, Henry This is not, not really a nugget. It's more like a flake of gold. Here's an old timer, William Duncan, and. You guys look him up. He appeared in more than 100 westerns. That's all I'm going to say. What's his name? William Duncan. D-U-N-C-A-N. William, like in Bill, but spelled out the long way with a W. While you're looking him up, I'm going to tell you a little thing here. Uh, I come across an old Roy Rogers uh, radio show from uh, February 29, 1952. Uh, On NBC with Post Serial With of course Roy Rogers The King of the Cowboys And Dale Evans, the Queen of the West With the Whippoorwills, Forrest Lewis Frank Hemingway, Herb Butterfield Leo Curry, Stan Waxman Libby Janice, Milton Charles And in this particular little vignette On this one, Roy meets a visiting Geology professor while Investigating a smuggling ring there was nothing like Them old radios you know, yeah, sure. So that was it, with music too.
1: So would this William Duncan be uh, the actor and director known for the Steel Trail?
2: Could well be.
1: The gunfighter's son. Could well be. Married to Edith Johnson, died in 1961 in Hollywood. Could be. He's from uh, Tayside, Scotland. You on the trail, her. On the trail, huh? Yeah. Dundee,
2: Dundee, Tayside, Scotland. You got a filmology on them there? <clears throat>
1: I have a couple of filmologies here. I got um, up to te- 1940. Got Texas Rangers ride again. Let's uh, move on down. We've got uh, 1921 Heart, Where men are men. Fighting fate. Uh, 1917 The Vengeance and the Woman. God's Country and the Woman from 1916 going to go all the way down here to the silence end.
2: now that see that's why is yes, silence
1: love and law from nineteen nine uh sure that's his first film credit he's got 88 director credits goodness
2: sakes this guy was quite uh you know who else would tell tell our our friendly listeners out there about goodness. somebody like old bill Bill Duncan?
1: i know huh yeah You know, these silent movies, people make a lot out of silent movies. Well, I can't understand it because there's no sound. I don't have time to read the card. (laughs) Or it's in a different language. I can't read the card because it's in French. Or whatever. Uh, Watch the damn movie and quit complaining.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, I have watched The Searchers at least uh, three to four times on the Mexican channel in Spanish. Yeah. And of course, I've seen it a hundred times, but you know what? It's a good—it's a good movie in Espanol, just like it's a good movie in English. And mm-hmm. I'll bet you in German or French it'd mm-hmm. still be a good
3: movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Todd, what do you think?
3: <clears throat> well, I've got—I um, agree with what you guys have said. Um, I've got some uh, nuggets for us. Uh, yeah, good nuggets. <clears throat> as far as books go, a uh, uh, Dictionary of the American Indian. It's a fabulous book. Uh, anyone who wants to know more about Indians, wants to understand Indians better, you know, my mom used to say um, after we'd spend time somewhere and somebody was in, uh, shall I say, ignorant about Indians and so on, she'd, we'd get in the car and she'd look at me and she'd go, as dry as a dry as a rock, she'd say, not all Indians live in teepees. And I would say, you know, and at first I was like, oh, well, oh, oh, I know that mom. She, I'm not saying it for you. <laughs> uh, but, or, you know, another great one is, um, if you if you don't know which book to read, which Western novel to read, buy this book called the American West, and it's great. The greatest tales from masters of Western fiction. It's got Louis Lemoore, Luke Short, Max Brand, Mark Twain, Max Evans, Owen Wister, Stephen Crane, uh, Brax Max, Dane Gray, Dorothy Johnson, Willa Cather, James Warner Velig, and Walter Van Tilburg Clark, and many more. It is edited uh, and introduced by John Tuska. It's fabulous. And another one, uh, and I, you know, me, I have to stir the pot a little bit and try to offend somebody today. I'm offended already. They are. (laughs) um, Is uh, Wyatt Earp's Tombstone Vendetta by Glenn Boyer. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, um, I I am totally unapologetic about my adoration for this book. My son's name is Wyatt. Uh, My dog's name was Doc Holliday, so I think you get the the gist of my thought process. Yep. where I stand, mm-hmm. um, and I always, I love that book. I know a lot of people say it's a fantasy, but I really, really enjoyed it a lot.
2: You know, that's that's interesting because a lot of like a lot of people really trash Stuart Lake, and because he had a lot of inaccuracies in there and he had a lot of problems with Josie that she wouldn't let him put certain things in there. But if it wasn't for Sterling Lake, we wouldn't have My Darling Clementine and Wichita and a bunch of other of the wider... Or Frontier spin-off. Marshall
3: with, yeah. uh, with, uh, with Joel
2: McRae. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, you know, yeah. yeah, there's always a little bit of good. Now, it's funny you mention books, because I picked up a book yesterday at the Friends of the Library. And it's a book called Roundup. It's a collection of Western stories, poems, articles for young people, edited by Orrin Arnold. It was printed in 1937 but you know it's like it's like a compendium of all of the guys who were writing for the magazines from around 1900 up to the late 30s and I mean you know, these are guys you know the great magazine writers that their their names aren't known today because most of them never never had big novels but it's just you right know, and it's like you say, the, book, the books are great, and that's oh, and it's got these great woodcuts, do not it, Harry?
1: They're very nice, yeah. and I was remarking how incredibly long it must have taken yeah. to uh, do those and get such great detail out of them.
2: And on top well. of that, the editor, the guy that edited, or uh, Warren, he even he's even a, a little he autographed it and he signed it to regards to my neighbors, the Howell Millers. <laughs> Does he have a date? No. No data. That was probably 1937 or yeah. thereabouts. No. Not too far later.
1: we got to do our first commercial break on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts with you. It's a Nuggets type of show today. Show about nothing. We'll be back.
0: 777 America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson served two tours in Afghanistan Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Merry Christmas from the voices of the West. All right,
1: Sheriff, let's get him back to the shack. I got another one tied up there. I have a hunch that know something about the murder
2: of my brother and the others. All right, men, load them up.
1: Now, I'm giving one of you men a chance to
0: beat the rope. So you better start talking and talk fast. I'm your man, Henderson.
2: These two did the killing.
1: Yeah, and I'll kill you if I ever get the chance. I guess
2: that's all we need to
0: hear. This is the Voices of the West.
1: John Emil Franci's of Voices of the West, Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. Today's program, it's a Nuggets show.
2: Mighty bold talk for a tied-up henchman. I reckon so.
1: <laughs> I reckon so. And uh, who's our musical interlude here? Uh, Bill Boyd and his cowboy ramblers. Yeah, I
2: like Bill Boyd. You know? Good, yeah, he, did. <laughs> he, he He diddled a good diddle.
1: He did. He did. Uh, Todd Roberts, I want to find out more about this Indian dictionary. Yes, sir. Uh, tell me, tell so, me tell me about it's it it's
3: written by John Stoutenberg mm-hmm. Jr. and it is on the cover it is the an A to Z guide to the Ameri- to the Indian history legend and lore and uh, you know it's just it's one of those books that you you know most people will pass over but it just has like when you open I'm on page 152 so you have you know, I'm in the ages so you have uh Hungopabi, Hunkapasu, Hunk Hunting, Huntington, huppa uh, Hapa, Hoopa, Huron, Husband, huspa Hawaka. Uh-huh. These are all terminologies that all have a definition. Hmm. Hyde Park, Hyde Park, New York, see Saskatchewan. Uh hmm. Peoka, the this is the former Chickasaw town located near Pontiac County in Mississippi. Uh, hmm. You know, it just, it's all husband, see, weola. Hmm. You know, and it's just an interesting, it's a true di- dictionary. You can look up these words and uh, it, it gives you uh, the ability to understand the, the meaning of these words and or that they, you know, it also lets you know that the Native American languages Although very diverse, all had something in common, which was they were as uh, deep and fluid in terminologies as any other language, whether it's English, Spanish, French, Italian, Russian, no matter what.
2: And there were several basic root languages that all the others came out of.
3: Right. Well, then are connected.
1: Then let's talk about this. When we watch a movie, a Western movie, where we have Indians involved, and we see. Uh, a scene where the Indians are communicating with one another, with one another, or they are communicating with the cowboy in the native tongue. Are they in fact speaking a native language, or are they speaking gibberish?
2: Well, if if it's the Indian, it, they're, they're probably speaking. It may not be. It may be a, a Navajo speaking Navajo as a as an Apache, but he's still speaking native language. Now, if it's an Italian or a Greek actor doing it. He's not speaking Greek or Italian. He's speaking probably, you know, Well, now, when yeah. when you, Bunker, were in
1: an uh, episode of Death Valley Days that I can think of, where you played an Indian as well as a Spaniard, it, you didn't have much speaking part in there, as, as I recall, but... Um,
2: I, did, I did a war chant. You did a war chant. Now, was that a... You didn't make that up, did you? Well... You see, here's the thing: a lot of people don't realize, like an awful lot of ceremonial songs and stuff like that, they're sounds. Some of them are words, but some of them are just sounds. Okay. But the because of the nature of the of the spirituality of the of the indigenous peoples, those sounds have meaning. Now, the meaning is is, is to the Great Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, the Creator, and. Uh, so you know, like when you heard <laughs> that, that, may just be vocalizing. But then you might hear <laughs> and he's saying something. Okay. One of the things too about is about is there's a lot of repetition mm-hmm. of sentences mm-hmm. in that. It's just like it's like if you re, if you read some of the ones that have been written down. You, you. It'll be like, uh, and it is so, and it is so, and it is so. Mm-hmm. The Great Spirit said, "It mm-hmm. is so."
1: That seems to be a common, you, uh, phrase. "It is so," uh, that we hear or see in, in the movies.
2: Yeah. So. yeah, you know, you know, uh, it's. Well, you know, it's like it's like well, a good example is "Dances with Wolves," because. They had uh, Lakota, but there, not all of the Indian actors were Lakota. You know, mm-hmm. Graham Greene was Canadian, mm-hmm. but they were all taught. And because there's, a, it's like, you know, if you're English, Eng, English play better Americans than Americans do. They can, speak yeah. ba- they can speak better American than we can. Yes, they can. And it's because you have that basic root language and the, base, the basic sound and it's just a matter of learning the words. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Wes Studi in that. I think that was, I think he was a, a uh, Shawnee, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But, uh, you know, and, he, and he's Cherokee. And Wes has played, well, he did Geronimo, you know. And he was speaking Apache in Geronimo. Now, whether he learned it or whether he was doing it phonetically, I don't know. But you, but the basic the basic sounds are pretty close.
1: All right, now we've got that out of our system. Yeah, <laughs> don't
2: know so much for that. No, huh? <laughs> now, well, we, now you know, we know. Speaking of books, there's if anybody wants to send me a, a Christmas book, I <laughs> I want Trigger: The Lives and Legends of Roy Rogers Palomino by Leo Pondo. I want that book. Okay. Yeah. So put that on your shopping list it's it's there already <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking I'll be looking under the tree yeah you keep looking I'll even get a tree
3: <laughs> you keep looking and keep waiting <laughs> so I also have the nuggets of uh, um, my recent trips oh, yeah. uh, little oh, little day here. trips and then week-long trips so I have to say Arizona was just Nolan and I had a great time. Uh, we went. Um, if anybody out there wants to buy a trading post, there's one for sale up in Valle, Arizona, 20 minutes south of the Grand Canyon southern entrance, uh, that her dad had, um, and she is selling. Uh, it's a turnkey operation. There's a house behind it and two one-acre parcels as well. Uh, but it's a lovely little spot for somebody that wants to get away from the rat race or get out of the rat race and kind of be their own man or woman or couple, whatever. And then we went uh, on our journey. We went through some great spots. We went to Williams, Arizona. Saw my good friend Jay Redfeather. uh, And he has a leather shop and curio shop called Open Road Cowboy. And he does fabulous leather and he's got plenty of art in there. And um, we also went down to a little Mexican restaurant just down the street from El Corral. Fabulous Uh, uh, chili verde Uh, pork in a green sauce just Mm. tremendous tremendous. and we just got back from NFR we had a fabulous time the national finals rodeo we went to all four shows we went to the big big show at the Las Vegas Convention Center two full blown floors
2: you're talking about Uh, the vendors
3: right vendors yes Uh, and on the second floor where the hunting show was they had a indoor arena set up with, with a horse competition, with a uh, competition. I think it was uh, I think it was um, uh, um, team roping, and uh, saw a lot of fabulous stuff. Beautiful art, beautiful clothes, beautiful furniture, everything you could imagine. You could literally show up there naked, and if you had enough money, you would walk out with horses, a horse trailer. Hats, boots, <laughs> everything you ever wanted, nice. and did, and furnish your home.
2: Uh, and but the one thing the you couldn't walk out with—that's a trophy buckle, unless you win it.
3: Well, no, they're they're selling. Uh, you can buy them, NFR but it the Created a NFR trophy buckle that anybody can buy. It's I've got some of those, for the, but it, yeah, it's not—it's not, a, it's, it's not it, a winning it, buckle. No, no, it's but it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and then we also went to the San Juan Capistrano Mission. Just had a lovely day. It's just one of the most magical places I've ever come across. Um, I've heard about it all my life, and I've never been there. Of course, oh. it's famous for the swallows coming back, you know, uh, in the end <laughs> of the year when they fly, uh, they fly back there. Um, but it's just a magical place, and it was... Uh, one of the people who created it was the great Charles Loomis who created the Southwest Museum here in LA and also his home is just down the street from there and that's another great little jaunt the Southwest Museum right now has a exhibit of 400 years of pottery uh, Pueblo pottery, uh, American Indian Pueblo pottery which is, if anyone loves pottery or wants to know about pottery it's a great place to go and spend the day
2: you know, speaking of, of uh, San Juan Capistrano, I was down there one time with a bunch of buddies, and we were all walking around chewing tobacco and whatnot. And one of the one of the doses come up and said, "You know, you you can't chew tobacco here." And so I you know, swallowed it down. And as I was walking out, I told him, "I said, that's one swallow that won't come back to Capistrano." <laughs>
3: Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Yeah, right? well, you know spe- here all week and twice on Sundays
2: well you know speaking speaking of San Juan Capistrano <laughs> I got a poem here because it, 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 it came out of our Joe, Joe Morris show and it's called in Old California Mike Beck Mick Vernon and I and Tyson worked on it put it together it's copyrighted in 1997 and I'm going to inflict it on you now okay well, colors awash on adobe mixed with salty sea air, filter through redwood and oak trees, hit the Santa Lucia's standing there. And vaqueros trot into the plaza, and guitars they build and they sway, and horses and rawhide and silver slide and spin in a timeless display. And Joe Mora told the story of the color and the glory, and the Californios who rode through dappled green and gold. Hey! an old California Senorias, the hand-woven colors and their scarred framed faces of brown they dance at the mission fiestas they laugh and sing and they twirl round and round and the ancient roar off the ocean and the grapes they ripen on the vine and the foggy arroyos and canyons the freighters anchored off the coastline and Joe Mora told the story of the color and the glory And the Californians who rode through dappled green and gold in old California. So the missions out by Monterey, they're molded in the wood and the bronze. Joe Mora's vision of yesterday, old California, it lives on and on and on and on. And Joe Mora told the story of the color and the glory. And the Californians who rode through dappled green and gold. In Old California. That was cool.
1: That was cool. We got to do our next commercial break here. <laughs> Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts. It's Amo Francis, the Voices of the West. We'll be right back. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. First, contact the Polash Management Company today at polashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company.
0: Property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online back backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure your data safe and your budget in the black to schedule your free consultation call 304-8300 You've got some cattle
1: you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step nearer, and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchmen to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but lack like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do?
2: You better start packing a handgun.
1: Call Rent-A-Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen
2: to what Rent-A-Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Rent-A-Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench.
1: When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent-a-henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday
2: Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to docks to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Rennehench to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Rennehench, when you need bad
1: guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean.
0: You let me do the work. Merry Christmas from the voices of the West. coming to you from the great southwestern United States. Are well, you going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? This is the Voices of the West.
2: Personally, I think I'll whistle Dixie. That's just what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to whistle Dixie, and I whistle, my whistle ain't worse than I'll
1: Welcome back to another edition of Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker, to France... Todd Roberts in Los Angeles, someplace there doing
2: Yes, sir. There yes. Wow, <laughs> something wow. I don't know what. Turn him down. Wow, he blew my eardrum. He's
1: down. Uh, doing some. Re- he's got a remodeling project going yeah. on while he does the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so. fun. Listen,
3: you got to stay out of uh, Nola's way when she's got a power drill on her Yeah,
2: <laughs> sounds like she's a got one drum. of those air air goodness. hammers.
1: Goodness sake! All right, Devrance wants me to read a poet a poem here. And this by This is this comes from the book Roundup by Oren Arnold. And the poem is called Saddle Strings by Don I pronounce it correctly, Ragnar, Ragnar. Saddle strings, insignificant things. Just strips of oil, deer hide, but their pull is strong and their hold is long. On the years when you used to ride saddle strings and old heart sayings of days when the west was wide and sighs perhaps of those saddle flaps a bit of heart is tied
2: you did good (laughs) harry i'm proud of you thank you yeah that was cold too yeah good woodcut well that's harry that's harry he will not he will not rehearse no, I never I can't do. get him to
3: practice. I never do. You know,
2: I, I, he I, practices with his gun and his cannon, but he won't practice no, with his dial. N- never do.
3: Well, that's because he's a student of Jackie Gleason. There you go. <laughs> who who never rehearsed one <laughs> single episode of The Honeymooners.
1: You know that, the, or uh, I'm also a student of the Larry King School of Interviews. I've never read a book <laughs> uh, about uh, any topic. It's my job. Any topic or guest that we've had on, I've never read the book. I always prefer well, to. That's Ask the questions uh, and that may revolve around the book, but I want to know more about the
2: person than I do. The, the but when we had Wes on, did you get that great uh, compliment he gave us? Yes, yes. You know? yes
1: about how well, the
3: great Mort that. Saul, who just passed about a month or two ago, the great Mort Saul, the political satirist right. and uh, uh, speechwriter, uh, used to always mention in his act about Larry King. You know, I did the Larry King show. It was one of the most disjointed interviews I ever did. Uh, he looked at me and said, "I loved your book. I glanced all the way through it."
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, I've been I've been reading a bunch of, but I do not have space. In, I live in a recreational vehicle, so. I do not have space for books, but I do read a lot of electronic things. And I've, the one that I've been reading uh, is uh, Scott Iman's Print the Legend, about uh, John Ford, started reading that. is um, a good writer. Yeah, he Very is. And, I mean, this is a, a long book. I've got the book that he did about uh, John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think That's we,
2: one of the best. best I think horror. we all have that
1: book. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading a lot about early Hollywood studios, too, and i got to tell you, I, when I read these things, I look back on it, and I I, I think about the time when uh, INSA moved to, to Los Angeles, went to, got to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. or Louis B. Meyer got to Los Angeles, and, and uh, or Griffith, and they stopped there, and they're looking at all of this farmland, and then they suddenly turn the place into a movie magic kingdom. And it's just... I. The number of production companies back in the silence
2: is incredible. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and you know, it's like you look at the sets they built. You know, like Griffith built for for his epics. You know, yeah. *Tolerance*. You know, *Babylon* was was built on the scale of *Babylon*. Yeah, 140 feet tall. Uh, the towers. Yeah, the yeah. gates. The gates. You know, the gates were bigger than some of the mm-hmm. sound stages mm-hmm. today.
1: Yeah, and, and I like wow. I like how they used glass stages. Yeah. Where, uh, because they would not. Natu- necessarily do um, uh, regular light they would use like to use um, natural lighting as opposed to other lighting and the glass stages would uh, keep that going very well mm-hmm. and they could run like 20 depending on the size of the stage one place at a 500 foot stage I think and they, they could do like 50 different productions of John one Johnson, time they're, yeah they're, they're,
2: oh, it was silent Doesn't yeah. Matter. Yeah. well you know this is well, no, go ahead Scott uh, Todd
3: well, just speaking of intolerance and, w. and Griffith is on the spot where uh, the film was made originally in 1912, uh, they built Hollywood and Highland Mall in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Yeah. And they built the, uh, the decor of the place, this outdoor mall. Uh, was an ode to intolerance. And then um, the woke crowd came along, and they've now taken down the elephants. Oh! uh, Beautiful, beautiful artwork, beautiful uh, freesias and facades, including the elephant who is a happy, funny, clowning elephant, sitting on his rump uh, with his uh, with his Hand, his uh his two front legs up in the air and a big smile and his uh tusks up in the air and his his uh trunk uh, up in the air and he's just having a grand time yeah and they took all that down you know the, that was the spot that it was made that had been strawberry fields prior to that, yeah, and they built this mall there, and that mall's there because of Hollywood being Hollywood, which was basically created by uh, uh, Griffith, and, you know, they take it down as if to say, and I've said this so many times on the show, I repeat myself, I apologize, but uh, everyone who is in the woke crowd who's making films, I've got bad news for you. Every time you make a film, you're emulating the man you're trying to dismiss into history right. as if he never existed right. being Griffith that he funny? invented everything yeah you have no original ideas yep. they're all gone yep. all the techniques you know yep all the techniques the wide shot the overhead shot the close-up Bam. using music mm. for dramatic uh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 um, imp- a dramatic impulse dramatic uh, um, uh increasing the dramatism of a moment,
2: Fade. Uh, all cut. of it. Yeah. And
3: and what he didn't create, Orson Welles and Hitchcock did. Yep. So uh, I'm just, you know, it's beyond the pale. I know I get off on that subject. <laughs> uh, I kind of get off on a tangent, but right. yeah, it just right. drives me a little wacky.
2: It yep. drives us all wacky. You know, there's an interesting sidebar where Larry was talking about the, uh, you know, the glass uh, stages and stuff like that, you know, so that they have natural light. Uh, when they first started using artificial light, one of the first things that they started using was arc lights, you know, like the big yeah. spotlights. Yeah. And they actually blinded a lot of actors. Those things are bright. And, and, then, and of course, in the early makeup, they used zinc in a lot of that makeup. Yep. because they, they wanted, the, you know, the features to pop yeah. out yeah. and poisoned a lot of actors. acting. Yep. Acting, you know, even with Russ today, has always been dangerous. Way to back then,
3: you know. Yeah, and that don't yeah. count falling it's, off a horse. Well, and speaking of film, two nuggets that I have, um, I I know we've seen them all, but uh, the High Low Country with Woody Harrelson oh. is just, uh, Max it's Evans just favorite. such a Max Evans. It's just such a and Penelope Cruz, uh, it, and uh, Sam Elliott and uh, uh, Patricia Arquette, it's just such a beautiful film. It, it's just, you know, there's no big shootouts and there's no none of this, but there's a lot of realism of what it is to be a cowboy. And it also dispels the rumor that Hollywood loves to perpetuate. The cowboys were all, didn't like anyone of color, uh, because you have cowboys, Anglo cowboys and, and Latin cowboys, all working together, living together, Hanging out together, being friends together, eating together, drinking together, and having fun together. And it's a beautiful thing in in New Mexico there, and nobody knows that better than our illustrious uh, friend, uh, Bunker de France, as he grew up
2: there. And it's the way it is, and the way it was. And the other
3: one uh, is Wind River, uh, with with, uh, uh, Jeremy Renner and... uh, uh, Graham Greene. uh, this Olsen girl and and uh, Graham Greene and and I have to tell you it's just but uh, directed and written by Taylor Sheridan. Um, his the Jeremy Renner character is somewhere between. He's got a lot of uh, 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 of uh, Daniel Day Lewis's character of uh, Hawkeye um, yeah. in uh, uh, um Less Mohicans, and he's also got a lot of John Wayne's Ethan in him. Mm -hmm. And he's very real. He's very practical. He comes off very gruff, and uh, he'll—he's not trying his best, but he does eventually. uh, He does offend basically everybody uh, because of his honesty. You
2: know, Sheridan. uh, Sheridan won a spur for for his script. Yeah. And it, what, what, one of the things that's interesting is they have they have one of, I think, one of the best movie shootouts at the end.
3: And oh, and it's Renner, tremendous. And
2: Renner kills, kills more people than anybody else, <laughs> and he's not even in the neighborhood.
3: No. But it, it's also so interesting about that film is, you know, if you love John Ford, I think you'll, if you give yourself the opportunity, yes. you'll love Taylor Sheridan. Because, he, first of all, he likes to shoot on lenses that are 40 to 50 years old because he wants that older look, number one. He does that with the the show Yellowstone. He also um, pays ode constantly. He talks about it to John Ford and John Sturgis and uh, Howard Hawks. Mm. And he loves that approach of having a stock company. Because you see so many actors in, from the TV show Yellowstone that are in this movie, Wind River. Yeah. So many. Uh, and it's just, it, it makes you, uh, for me, it made me feel at home. Uh, and you also get that also in his other great film, Hell or High Water.
2: And, you know, his, his, his the family life in that, you know, the blended family uh, with Renner and his Indian wife and, you know, yeah. His blood child, and 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 just and then the what happens on the reservation, you know, with the the abuse of women and the things like that, uh, and and Renner's revenge is it's you it, know it's right it's right out of Treasure Sierra Madre. We got
3: to do Thank our very fi- much so.
2: We got to do
1: our final break, fellas, right here on Amel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts with you. It's a show about nuggets. We'll be right back.
2: Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. (laughs)
0: when you need it. I'm Miss Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do.
1: 777-1911. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called and Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseandaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseandaroundrescue.org. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldiers' Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit
0: ArmyHistory.org. Merry Christmas from the Voices of the West.
2: What happened to you? Oh,
0: uh, we was having an argument with one of them Cal Steel and nesters when a couple of fellows in the store jumped us from behind. Who were they? I don't know. Never saw them before.
3: More settlers, I suppose. They're coming in like grasshoppers.
0: This is the Voices of the West. <laughs> Western prairie My ceiling is the star-covered sky And my song
1: the sigh of the breeze We're just sitting here swaying back and forth to this my tune.
0: Prairie
1: <laughs> It's Rudy Suter, it is Californians, man. Good stuff, good stuff. Welcome back to Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker de France and Todd Roberts. It's a show today about nuggets meaning nada squat um I got a couple much
2: do about nuggets I got
1: I got a couple of movies for you to avoid
2: <laughs> yeah, tell, tell me that one uh
1: here's one called train to tombstone from 1950 uh you would think that this would be pretty good because Don <laughs> Redberry is in it and he actually wrote it but
2: did he direct it because he, he directed it he, uh
1: he, he may have I don't remember if he directed this one or not but it wasn't really that good um Basically, one of the passengers on a train to Tombstone decides to rob it of the $250,000 it's carrying. I mean, there there was, well, the rear screen projections were awful during the Indian attack, let's put it that way. Well,
2: you know, actually, this show, that's very appropriate for this time of year, because basically, it's a Christmas turkey.
1: It is a Christmas turkey. Here's another one, another Christmas turkey for you, the Buckskin Lady from 1957. Patricia Medina, Richard Denning, Gerald Moore, Henry Hall. Uh, it's a good cast. Sir. Yeah, it's a good cast, but I mean, oh my God, the movie itself—it starts out with uh, Gerald Moore uh, taking Patricia Medina in his arms and just planting <laughs> a big one on her, and it looks like it's it's come it has come out of some cheap romantic piece of garbage. You know, <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah. It,
1: um, I, 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 we, we couldn't finish watching yeah. it. It was that bad. Yeah. Well, I've
3: got another one for you, and I'm, I'm really honestly heartbroken about it. Um, Jane Champion, who made a beautiful Oscar picture called, years ago, Oscar winner with Harvey Keitel and Holly Hunter. Uh, about Australia, called the Piano. Yes, she yep. has now come yeah, out I one would. with one with Benedict Cumberbatch, called Power of the Dog. Is it's not uh, that
2: good, huh? The, the, the
1: well, previously uh, really good. You know.
3: <laughs> it's it's uh, it it's powerful and dramatic, but um, the subject matter I find um, a little bit much personally for me. Yep. Um, it, it, it's about a, a guy in the 20s. He's uh, married to Kirsten Dunst, who's beautiful, great actress. And uh, he's a sadistic, uh, mean uh, <clears throat> bully who picks on a guy and continues to prod him and prod him and tro- prod him and then uh, we start to realize that he's homosexual and he's attracted to the guy okay um but it's sadistic and um i i just uh i don't see much reason for it
2: hmm. is that that's the dog from the mountain movie <laughs>
3: uh it it's a power of the dog wa- yeah power of the dog
2: well you know speak, i've got ways. one for you then as long as we're doing these do it quick it's the pale door it's about these two brothers who get mixed up with a gang. They do a train robbery, botch it. They hide out in a ghost town. And the ghost town is inhabited by a coven of witches.
1: <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Put that one on your do not watch list. Hey, that's all the time we got for this afternoon. Next time we get together, it'll be our Christmas program. Because we're not going to be here on Christmas Day, which is a Saturday. So that's uh, just how that is. So... Uh, Thank, uh, Todd, thank you. Bunker, thank you. Thank you. That's about it for this edition.
2: Well, 78, 79, ho-ho audios.
1: So long, everybody.
3: Thanks for listening to Emil Franz's Voices of the West.